0: Sister Hart, it is a pleasure to have you um, be a part of our podcast, Apples of Gold in Pictures of Silver, and uh, we are so thankful to have you with us. This is um, Sister Dorothy Hart, for those that are watching. um, She is a pillar in our district, and um, just a beautiful lady inside and out, and we're just so grateful that you are with us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for
0: asking me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, um, I feel that um, you are a treasure and we need to hear from you. Our district ladies need to hear from you. Um, and every time we get together, um, when you've come to the NETS conference, the Northeast uh, region, the, the prayer summons, uh, that time that we've been together at that conference is just so special. I've always come over to you and prayed with you, but then I'm so selfish, you know, sister heart, pray for me, (laughs) whatever you have to impart, just lay it on, you know, cake it on, whatever. I just want all of it um, because I've seen your life. Um, And even though we don't go to the same church, you are about an hour away from, from where I live you still have played a very big part in my life. Well, thank you. So thank you again for being with us in this podcast. Well, I wanted to um, ask you a few questions. And uh, let's start with one of the most important ones. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite kind of ice cream? Well,
1: I'm really very partial to Brother Hart's vanilla. Homemade.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. So Brother Hart makes ice cream, huh?
1: He used to. (laughs) He
0: used to. He used to. (laughs) I think you're putting in your request. (laughs) Brother Hart, I think you might have to make some some homemade vanilla ice cream sometime soon. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. And are you a coffee or a tea drinker?
1: Oh, I'm really not partial. Okay. I like both.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't have to stop at the coffee uh, boutique or the ca- cafe. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I started. I've always loved coffee. I'm I've been drinking coffee since I was four or five. My grandfather used to sneak it to me, without my grandmother knowing. Um, but you know, I love tea as well, so. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> so, um, so how long have you served the Lord?
1: Well, I got the Holy Ghost when I was 14. So 71 years.
0: 71 years. That's wonderful. Amen. Amen. And have you always served the Lord?
1: I've, I was raised in the church, my mother. We lived in Bend, Oregon for a few years, and my mother got saved there, and I was two years old when we went to Idaho, and we were. I was always in the church.
0: Wow. So you're not a native to Connecticut?
1: <laughs> no, a long ways away. Yeah.
0: Idaho. I, I would say that's a little bit far. <laughs> yeah. And so how did you come to Connecticut? You were in Idaho, um, and you came to know this truth very early on. Your your parents, was it your, just your mother that got saved? Yes. Wow. Yeah, my
1: dad never did come to church. In fact, he gave us a hard time. I've never said this publicly before, but... Uh, he gave us a hard time. Yeah. One time I came home from work and uh, was I worked at a hospital, so I had to work every other Sunday, and I came home and I said, "Daddy, you're ready to take me to church." And he said, "Well, I don't want you to go to that church anymore." And uh, he said, "I want you to go to the Lutheran church." And I said, "Daddy, I wouldn't be happy there." And he started crying, mm. and we both cried. And he took me to church and never, ever gave me any problems after that. Even when I married a minister, he was kind to him. So
0: I'm wondering if there was some internal war within him.
1: (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got three brother-in-laws that are preachers. Wow. (laughs) Uh
0: So you come from, even though your father did not serve the Lord you still had God all around your mm. life.
1: My uncle was my pastor
0: mm.
1: and till I went to Bible school, and then I left Bible school uh, after two years and got married, and Brother Hart finished the last year, and then we pastored our first church when we were 20 years old. <laughs>
0: Wow. And that's, you know, thinking about it now, that's young, because if I'm not mistaken, um, there was a poll recently that was done by North American Missions, and the average age for for a pastor, for someone to start pastoring a church, is in their 40s, (laughs) late 30s, early 40s. So it's changed a lot from from what it used to be mm. to what it is now, and that's beautiful because that means you knew, you mm. knew. So it kind of segues right into that. So how, how did you um, know? Did you feel a call to ministry? You went to Bible college. So how did how did that come about? When how did you go to college, or was it something that God put? in your heart to do?
1: Well, uh, our Bible college was a Northwestern District Mm -hmm. college, so that entailed Oregon, Washington, British Columbia, Idaho, Montana. Okay. And um, so they were pushing it. They would send people out to talk in the churches. But I just had that in my heart. I wanted to go to Bible college. I was just going to go a year and go into nurses training. <laughs> <laughs> but I found my <laughs> sweetheart.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got married after the second year That's of Bible school.
0: And how long have you been married? Oh, sixty five years That's, going
1: on sixty six.
0: That is amazing. That is to be celebrated. Again, it's uh, it's beautiful to see couples not only stay together, but have the kind of relationship that you do and the walk with God that you do. So um, So you went to Bible College. You met your your spouse there after, and you got married after your second year, is that right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then Brother Hart finished school, so I'm sure you were with him there while he finished school. Mm -hmm. Did you have any children while you were there?
1: Well, I was pregnant with Nathaniel when he graduated. Graduated in June, and Nathaniel was born in November. Okay. Back in those days, uh, you thought something was wrong with you if you weren't pregnant by the time you were yeah. <laughs> married a year.
0: Yeah, and then, and then, you know, my husband and I got pregnant with Eliezer a month after we got married, and they're saying, what's wrong with you? <laughs> And, I mean, it wasn't uh, planned, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we thought this was going to happen at least six months to a year, and he was still in Bible college. Um, so I definitely understand. But then that trip, because you weren't in Bible college by the time that Nathaniel was born, so were you still in Idaho, or did, were you elsewhere?
1: Well, the college was in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. And... Um, we pastored this little church in Salmon, Idaho, mm-hmm. and nobody goes to Salmon unless you're going fishing, <laughs> hunting, or whatever connected with sports. Yeah. Are going to Montana? You can go to Salmon and then cross over into Missoula,
0: Montana, over the mountain. Wow! Mm. So you went, you finished college, then you took the pastorate. That w- or did you start the church there in No, Simon?
1: we didn't start it. It had been started by an older gentleman several years before. Okay. And after we had been there about eight months, Brother Hart's mother had very bad heart problems. And his uncle called one day and he said, Terry, you, you need to come home and take care of your mom. Okay. So we were in Vancouver, Washington until mom passed away. And then we, um, about a year later, we took the church in Missoula, Montana. All right. And... Mm-hmm.
0: Um, How long were you there for?
1: For th- three years. Not long after we were there. Missoula is the hub of five mountain valleys. And it is gorgeous. I can imagine. It's a hunter's uh, palace. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we were driving down the road one day, and Brother Hart said, oh, "We're just gonna live here forever." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you just love ma- you know the majesty of it all, but God's creation. You know, yeah.
1: So we were there three years. He's really a church planter, good at was good at going in and uh, helping problems and just getting things going. Mm-hmm. And so then we moved to Casper, Wyoming for just a year. And then Brother Wilson in Billings, Montana called and asked him to, if he would consider becoming the pastor. Now this is Brother Hanson's home. Okay. Uh, His mom and dad were pillars in the church in Billings, Montana. He baptized Brother Hanson. Wow. And his brother who pastors the church in in um, what? Portland. 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 That's what I started to say. Yeah. I hope this is going to be... <laughs> anyway.
0: We're digging a lot today. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve got the Holy Ghost while mm-hmm. we were there. And one day, he wanted Brother Hart to pray for him because he had warts all over his legs. He was just a kid maybe eight or nine years old, and um, he raised his hand and when they asked for a request, and so he we went up and Brother Hart prayed for him. Next time he came to church, all those warts were gone.
0: Amen. <laughs> now this is, you said Steve, Brother Hansen's? Brother. S- Brother, wow. Who
1: pastors in Portland, Oregon.
0: And he and he was healed. God mm-hmm. healed him. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Wow. And there's a that tie, that connection yeah. between the hearts and, and the Hansons. Yeah, and that's wonderful.
1: Brother Hanson actually came to Casper, Wyoming, with this big uh, farm truck and moved us up to Billings, which is about 300 miles, I think, or okay.
0: more. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get from Montana? You've, you've traveled a bit. Mm-hmm. And you, how did you get from Montana to Connecticut?
1: Well, when we were in Missoula, Brother Hart um, put up a big map of the United States, I believe it was, and he marked where the churches were. And we prayed in Missoula for the Boston area because we, it, there were no churches there. And that prayer was always on his heart. Mm. And he would talk to me about it. And oh, my word. Yeah. That's millions of miles away.
0: Right, from your family, <laughs> from friends.
1: My mom and dad lived in Idaho Falls, Idaho, and that was 300 miles from either Casper, Missoula, or Billings. And uh, so they were older, and he didn't have any his folks, he, his had already passed away. So I was kind of hesitant about it, but I went to General Conference the first time in 1969. Mm-hmm. and On Home Missions Day, you know, they have the skits and all of that. It was in a graveyard, and they had people laying under sheets and headstones. Boston, uh, all these large towns, cities around the United States. And this preacher is out in the graveyard, and the Lord's dealing with him about going to start a church, and finally... This man rose out of Boston and said, it's because of you that we don't have a church in Boston, Massachusetts. And then the Lord dealt with me. I've never forgotten that. Uh, So I I really, I guess I'm not shy at all about Mm -hmm. talking. Just inviting people to church, or yes, making a conversation, say, "How are you?" or That uh, God has been good to me yes. that way because I was very shy when I,
0: yeah. <laughs> I first started <laughs> this well, business. <laughs> and it's a, it's a can be a little bit intimidating too because you know you have the truth, but to just go out. and and invite somebody, you know, it's best if you are able to create a communication, some sort of dialogue or something, Mm. but it's still intimidating. (laughs) Um, I know for me it is, even though I'm very outgoing, (laughs) it's still intimidating. Um, I think a lot of the times I just like to talk about whatever. Oh, you know, Mm. if you're at the grocery store, just start off conversation about whatever is in the aisle, you know, a food item or something silly. But it's still, you know, you still get that, Oh, when should I, should I not, you know, talk about the Lord and Lord, if you give me an opportunity. (laughs) That that is wonderful. So you were at this, at general conference and they did a skit and the fact that there was a a graveyard in that skit with boston <laughs> boston mass on it that's huge and and your husband you and your husband you know he felt that but you still had that internal struggle and we don't talk about that sometimes you know the reality that just because one feels that they should go doesn't mean that the other one automatically is on board and says, sure, let me leave my family thousands and thousands of miles away and start a whole new life, you know. Um, and even though I don't watch movies anymore or anything, but, you know, just kind of reminds you of a lot a whole new No, you know, I don't want a whole new world. I I like where I live. I want to stay there. I I have my family there. And then you had how many children at the time? Was it just Nathaniel? Or did you have more before you moved to? Nathaniel Samuel
1: was born in Vancouver. Okay. Sam, Nathaniel was born in 59. Sam was born in 61. Mm -hmm. And Dan was born in 63. Mm Mm-hmm. A month after John Kennedy was killed.
0: Mm. <laughs> and so you were still in the West. Mm-hmm. And you had not moved. So this is a big move. You mm-hmm. have three sons. And uh, is that right? Did I get it right? Um, three sons. Three sons.
1: Did have three daughter-in-laws. But
0: yeah. And then you've to move to make that, that move. So the Lord dealt with you in your heart. And you... You listened. You listened to that. Um, and we are so grateful that you did.
1: <laughs> the boys were 7, 9, and 11 when we moved back here. Nathaniel, uh, we first found a house in Avon, Mass. And Nathaniel went to the next town to school. And the teacher told him that Boyce, Idaho, was the capital of Idaho. Nathaniel raised his hand and said, that's Boise. <laughs> You're saying it wrong, teacher.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't go over too well. I can imagine. <laughs>
1: the next year, we only lived there a short time because okay. uh, then they wanted us to take. We couldn't go into Boston. Okay. Uh, they wouldn't let us go into Boston. So a church in Western Massachusetts was open, so we went there. And that's where the boys started uh, again a new school.
0: <laughs> okay, and how how did uh, so you you weren't able to go into Boston, Massachusetts? So you went to Worcester, and then where did you go from there? How long were you there?
1: Well, when you have a call on your heart, yes, it never dies. Right. So we, after we were in Worcester three years, the church was doing really good. We had baptized 90 people in three years. That's wonderful. And uh, I forget how many got the Holy Ghost. Um, one of them that was there was John Tremblay
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, his friend Danny brought him to a Bible study. and. John was raised in the Catholic Church, so of course he said to Danny, you're so gullible. Well, three months later, John got the Holy Ghost.
0: <laughs> God got him too. <laughs>
1: and then um, and, uh the couple that witnessed to John... Of course, they they met Anne, and I'm not sure if it was through one of them's jobs, just how it was, but they were all over to the preacher that used to be the independent pastor in Southbridge. They were all over there, and they were having a prayer meeting, and uh, the girls were, and Anne got the Holy Ghost at their house, so then they were baptized, and later, About a year, year and a half later, they were married. And they wanted to go with us. So they were our assistant. Yes. And um, that was, they wouldn't let us go into Worcester, I mean into Boston, but they would let us go south or out of town. So we went down to Brockton for a short time. Mm -hmm. But it was when a real bad... Uh, economy crash in America. Mm-hmm. He, Brother Hart couldn't get a job. So make a long story short he went back to his job at the Potato Chip Place in Worcester and so we got moved to Connecticut and just over the line from Massachusetts. So it was only half an hour for him to drive to work. Okay. So we Moved here um, in April of 1975. And that was a month before the Connecticut District was formed. Wow. Uh, so we're charter members of the Connecticut District
0: mm-hmm. uh, by a month. <laughs> <laughs> you were here. Before Connecticut was born <laughs> as a district. Yeah,
1: Connecticut was part of New York.
0: New York, it was Massachusetts, right, too? No. No? No, uh, just New York. Just New York. So it was yeah. New York and Connecticut, and then mm-hmm. it split off. hmm Okay.
1: Massachusetts was part of Vermont, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. But at one time, the district went from Maine down to half of Pennsylvania, I believe it was.
0: Wow, that's a large
1: territory. Right. And the man who started the the church in Bristol, Connecticut, Mm -hmm. Brother and Sister Stanley, they were superintendent of all of that. Wow. Um, So as the churches grew... Maine Mm -hmm. became a district. Right. Then the district, uh, Central New England, they called it.
0: I still remember when New York would come to Connecticut and do the youth events um, with us. Mm -hmm. So I still remember that, but it goes back.
1: Right, before 75.
0: Right, They had their
1: camp in, uh, what was the town in um, New York, I should remember. <laughs> they would talk about camp there. They would talk about camp in Old Town, Maine. Yeah. And how that they dug the well by hand. But that was a big, big thing. That that camp up in Maine.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you were in Connecticut. You came to Connecticut. In April of 1975, Mm -hmm. a month before the Connecticut district was, had begun, um, and a month before my husband was married. (laughs) 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 So so it's good to know. Um, But so you were here, and then were you, did you start a work here Mm -hmm. when you moved to Connecticut?
1: Well, actually... Uh, they were going to close the church down in Torrington, mm-hmm. so John and Ann and our family, uh, Brother Hart told Brother Ellis. He says, "I don't. I would hate to see that church closed down." Mm-hmm. So for 18 months, we drove Sunday morning, stayed all day in Torrington after church, come home. We would stop at Cumberland Farms and get a. Box and novelties, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and eat our snack on the way home. And uh, then we went back down on Wednesday nights. And sometimes Brother Hart didn't get home from work, and so he told John, "You have a Bible study ready yeah. for when I can't get home, so John would take the Bible study then." By that time. His brother David had started coming to church, so he had a van and we would all ride with him. And then later, Susan Bosquette, Mm -hmm. she started coming with her son Sean, eight months old. She brought him all day long down to Torrington and... uh, her and David both got the Holy Ghost Amen.
0: while they were in
1: Torrington were baptized in Bristol uh, but it was fun
0: times yeah uh, it's you know the, again this is part of ministry mm-hmm. and I don't know how much we talk about it but there's so much that goes into it
1: mm-hmm. so
0: much sacrifice and you love doing it because you're doing it for God but mm-hmm. it, it does um, take a toll I mean, I've, I've been there. We did a church plant, I'm, I'm sorry, a daughter work, for three years in Weathersfield, And our boys were very little. Um, Josiah wasn't even a year old at the time. So that means that Micah was three and rambunctious. <laughs> and Eliezer was five.
1: Oh my goodness. And
0: so we would tell our... Tell our boys, you're the ushers. You <laughs> have a three-year-old you know, and a five-year-old. And they're ushering. But we had service in the morning in the Mother Church in New Britain. Then we would go do the daughter work in the afternoon. And we had evening service back in New Britain. So you have a full day with three little ones. Um, and you're having to figure out, okay, we're going to have to stop, get lunch or pack a lunch, do something keep these kids clean, <laughs> somewhat in good shape, <laughs> um, and not too cranky to be able to, you know, make it to the next service. So it's, there's a beauty about it. There really is. and And I know that God honors that type of sacrifice. And we see that in your lives because of how many people came to the Lord and were saved through your ministry. And mm-hmm. just right now, this conversation is just, you see it. You see the fruit of your labor. Um, and your, you know, the, the scripture talks about they, that, that sow in tears will reap in, in joy. Um, we cannot faint. We, are, we can't faint. So when we work, God honors that work and he gives us the fruit. It's so beautiful.